Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The SyncBook.com is nearing the end of a massive upgrade, which means that so much cool stuff is coming, but it also means that access to parts of the website will be restricted from January 15th to January 28th. It also means that we need your help during this time and want to give you really neat stuff as a thank you. Everyone who registers at thesyncbook.com slash beta will receive an exclusive sample chapter from Marty Weeds' forthcoming book and an exclusive video clip from the Olympia Sync Summit. Everyone. And for a limited number of you willing to get your hands dirty in a digital sort of way, there's something extra special we're giving away. A book that people have spent years waiting and asking us for. If your beta tester application is accepted, remember there's only a limited number of positions available, we will give you nearly the entire 2012 draft of Suicide Kings. Please visit thesyncbook.com slash beta right away. Even with non-linear phenomena, time is of the essence. It's convenient because it's like, what are you going to say, 27-year-old motherfucker? <laughs> it's like, you know, if you draw circles, like, you are so far away from being able to say anything, right? Oh, I um, took it. That's interesting. See, I thought, I, 
I thought the old man card got to play the opposite trick. I thought the old man card got to be, um, when I was 20, I gave a shit what people thought that what I was allowed to say and wasn't allowed to say. And now as I get older, I don't give a shit what people, like I'm, I'm old enough that it doesn't matter what I say. Mine is more like a, uh, yours is like an elitism. You're like, uh, I have more experience than you. That's it's my... not even it's not even experience in a technical sense. It's more of an alchemical um, bullet point. So it would be like, read these things, meditate upon these things, spin around the sun thirty eight times, or spin around the sun twenty times. It's like it's like um, it's like a recipe, you know, for a for for something, and it's like. Okay, you're bringing up these things. This is part of your argument. And when I go to try, yeah, like when I go to try to sort of like uh, tell you you're wrong or whatever, part of the thing is that, well, he's saying, you know, go around the sun 10 more times. Well, you there's no fast forward button for that. There's just, there's just none. There's nothing right now in the world, if we're going to alchemically um, define it, than literally spinning around the sun. Um, it's 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 circumambulation at its highest. It, it, yeah, it, and so it's like this. So like it's funny. I, when I was talking to you, when I was texting you, at, I was at this Italian restaurant, and um, over my shoulder, I noticed a table full of three girls that I went to high school with. Right, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. They're still friends they still go out to dinner and they're still locked in to that thing right that narrative and you know i i had uh had a little dinner had a couple of martinis and so i got the text from you and i was like oh i gotta bounce and i paid and i'm gonna go i'm like i'm gonna say goodbye to them because i know them and they know me um and I knew in the back of my head I wanted to ask them a certain question, right? And the question was, um, I'm such a dick, but it, it was essentially like, hey, uh, you know, we're getting older. Oh, good to see you. I haven't seen you in a few years. And I skipped out on the 20th uh, uh, high school reunion, and we're all approaching 40. How do you guys feel about turning 40, right? Because in the back of my head, I am like, so excited about turning 40 <laughs> from this esoteric sort of um bless I, I your heart i don't have 2012 anymore <laughs> that's gone <laughs> now all you got is 40 now i've got 40 <laughs> <laughs> and and to be honest with you it's something that i can look forward to and you don't and see that so as I, wa uh... I wanted to hit these these lovely lovely ladies and what was the first the two words the two word answer i got from them was fuck 40 <laughs> because in their narrative it's this dead end wasteland right there's nothing right. in their sphere that says 40 is magical or 40 is a culmination or we've been waiting for this you know what i mean like you've been waiting to start studying kabbalah that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but it's, they're women. They don't, you know, they don't, they don't have that luxury. 
Alan Green said that. I didn't. <laughs> what do you mean Alan Green said that? I'm not some fucking 18th century cobblist. Who... <laughs> I don't make the rules. It's like, it's like if you said, like, oh, you get to be a Freemason. And I was like, what? There are women. <laughs> I'm not making the rules up. But I just knew that it would be like, I'd have to fall into like, um, to like a, a false sort of like nod in agreement. I'm like, hey, that should be a bumper sticker. Fuck 40. You know, like. <laughs> right. And then I, and then I softly made my exit. But, uh, but no, I mean, that's really all I got, man. <laughs> it's that my brain is going to turn 40. You know, the supercomputer, you know, it's. It's still uh, working out the calculations. It's still, I, it's, I always feel like it, when I hit 40 now, it's going to like spit out this little, you know, like card from like those old 60s sitcoms or shows, you know, like where the supercomputer goes, and then it spits out the little ticket with the answer, you know, that maybe I'm going to get, you know, some secret truth delivered to me from my uh, information soaked uh, cerebellum or whatever it is. Or you're going to get a fortune cookie. Or I'm just going to get a fortune cookie. <laughs> Which is, you know, I'm prepared for that because, but I don't really have a signpost after 40. 64? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Alan. <laughs> hey, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, but it's but it's 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 fucking real. It's fucking real, man. It's um there's an evaporation of um of ego juice or something. I think. I think. Yeah, I think wait, what is that like um you know, you have the stages of grief and you're sort of like oh i'm facing my mortality my body's getting older i'm getting closer to death and then once you accept it is that perhaps the separation from ego there it's like well i've already made peace with the fact that this is going to be gone let me make the most of what this is you nailed it it is like stages of grief grief you know what i mean it is like robert anton wilson saying you know um you know i, I passed through Chappelle perilous and you know what the secret of the Illuminati is? I don't think he says love. It's not as simple as love. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> you know I hate that shit. Love. Love. What it's is this, about, a Hallmark card? It's a Hallmark card. It's a... It's a... Hey, so this movie, Interstellar, everyone yeah. says that like they said the fuel or the something, the secret at the end is love. Is it really that, like hit you on the head with a Hallmark card, or is it... Did you see it? No, I didn't see it. I'm, I'm not going to see that. Um, <laughs> I see, like, I, uh, one movie a I year. I went with I'm... my sister and my brother-in-law um, to see it at the IMAX in 3D. Yeah, in 3D. Um, and, you know, it's a stunning... I mean, it, one of the weird things about special effects is that, you know... There's a cartoon nature to special effects and like um, as it opens up, but then it becomes closer to closer to real. There's this one scene of a spaceship that is like you accept it as like a real spaceship, but you know it's special effects. But there's this like 
oh my god, I don't know. It, it's like, it's like you have to stop yourself and go, that's not real. You have to to physically stop your mind and go, how did they do that? Mm. Or, or a better question would be like, how would I replicate that? Like, yeah, yeah. give me a thousand years, I could never replicate that scene. Um, but anyways. <sighs> well, you realize that no one on the earth could. It takes a million dollars and a team of, you know, Filipino animators to. Is it the Filipinos? Well, I, I, I no, I don't. I have no idea. <laughs> um, the movie is. What's funny is when I remember seeing it and go, "Oh, this is Nolan doing Spielberg doing Kubrick." <laughs> right. That's what I said. And then I, you know, I. So when I when I know a movie's coming out, I don't read anything about it. I just know director movie date, and I just shut my brain off, and then I go see it, and then I dive into the research, right? And so I want to get, like, some some nuggets in my brain, and then I do the research. So apparently this whole project was a Spielberg project for years. And it was passed on to Nolan. Interesting, okay. So okay. there's a foundationary Spielberg thing, and then Nolan took it over, so my whole... Nolan Spielberg Kubrick ladder is correct. I mean, it's with it's it's legitimate. Um, you know, he throws the whole uh, moon landing hoax in there. He throws quantum mechanics in there. He throws uh, the whole relativity thing and time travel thing. He just throws all the shit into this movie that uh, was not in Star Wars when I saw it when I was ten. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, I get that. And so if I would have seen Star Wars and he would have thrown these Easter eggs out there, and if I had the internet, what do you think I would have done as a 10-year-old? Google. Relativity. Google. Black holes. Google. You know, I mean, I would, have, I would have gone through the wormholes mm, of the mm -hmm. information age. And that's all this whole movie is about. It's not about us. It's not about adults. It's about the... Eight-year-old to, like, 18-year-old who go out, see it, and they go, their brain gets this little, like, hangnail, and they go, let's chew on that, and they go to the internet. And, you know, next thing you know, they're re reading the wrong way wizard. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to convince... This sounds like a PSA for how kids go wrong. <laughs> you get them turned on to the quantum mechanics, and then the next thing you know, they're reading the wrong way wizard. Right! And do you know what, what after, when I read my first, like, Wrong Way Wizard, do you know what my mind's eye pictured the Wrong Way Wizard as? Please, I want to hear. Um, not Mark LeClaire? Sure, yeah. Um, do you remember when you first saw a Joe Alexander video? <laughs> yeah. Dude, what was your picture of Joe Alexander? I don't know if I, yeah, I've, uh, I don't know that I can say I had a picture but it certainly wasn't accurate. It was like scoliosis, hairy palms. And oh wow, really? Okay. Like no. just like like a fractured genius, you know, just like like locked away in a I don't know, X-Files episode. Just like I was afraid of learning who Joe Alexander was cuz I was like what part of me is Joe Alexander? Wow, that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? 
So what was your Joe Alexander? Uh, I mean, you, you know, like I said, it, it it was it wasn't either of those extremes. It definitely wasn't like you know Adonis Hercules. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but it wasn't uh, you know Elephant Man either. I you know I, I guess I've I've met. I had by this point I had either met or like maybe skyped with or whatever enough people that I realized. I don't know. I think we're actually a pretty good-looking group. <laughs> Especially that Will Morgan. He's a handsome fellow. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, the I man think it's of very, sync. That's yeah, I, calendar. That's what I'm saying. Well, okay. You know, to be fair, none of us are getting a, a sports calendar. I mean, except for maybe Joe. Maybe uh, Joe. Right. Um you know, Joe. Joe, I—I'll be honest. I find Joe intimidatingly good-looking in person. Oh, really? Yeah. That's um. God, that's that's like the one of the most beautiful things of all time is the Joe <laughs> Alexander thing. It's just so phenomenally mind-boggling. I mean, you want to talk about going down the rabbit hole and just. Having your expectations shattered. I mean, let's put it this way. There are probably, the NBA is probably like eh, 50 years old. No, 70 years old. There are probably, shit, less than 50,000 people on earth who've played in the NBA. Right? Okay. And one of them is Joe Alexander. I mean, you think about all the human beings. You talk about the elites and the mm -hmm. little, uh, the systems and the, the pockets and the human engineering and everything. And we've infiltrated an elite. <laughs> we've infiltrated a certain elite group that is one of the most elite groups of all time. Right. There haven't right, been, right. Like, there are more Freemasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, there's, more, there's more members of Council on Foreign Relations and. Oh. Right, right, right. It's sick. Joe That's Alexander. interesting. That's a really interesting. Yeah. So I guess if if by playing that sort of numbers game, you and I assume by infiltrate you mean like got your little reality tunnel in front of the eyes and wormed its way into the brain of someone that would theoretically be very uh, whose access access to them would be very restricted. Yes. Yeah. 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 I get that. That's like if you know. Okay. Like here's something. This is a perfect example, like the fucking internet. All right, some guy, I don't know if you saw this, some guy uh, put up a website, which could have been a wrong way wizard. It could have been any fucking sync blog ever. It was like, it was just stylized and pa it was just packaged. Anyway, it was about Fight Club. And it was showing how all the characters in Fight Club were imaginary. Okay. Not, oh, I think I saw this. Yeah, not just uh, you know the, st the standard Brad Pitt, but showing that all the characters that. He oh yeah, how uh, Helena Bonham Carter is. Uh... And not just Helena Bonham Carter, right? But the not fat guy Meatloaf. Is Meatloaf in. is exactly. Oh, it's brilliant! It's yeah, so it, good. It's really good, right? Check this out. Chuck Palahniuk on Facebook put up that link. Did he? Blew up the fucking server. Wow. Right? 
half the comments on it are like, I can't, well, I don't know what this website is that's down. It's, it says, you know, server's down. What is this? What is the site? What is the site? And everyone's like, is this a joke? What is this? You know, I'm like, why isn't this website work? And then somebody's like, oh, it's back online. Or, oh, here's, here's a backup. I found a Google cache of the website. And then whatever. Like, that to me was fucking huge. So, I, you know, again, it's, uh, I wanted to make that a sync quick news story last week. but it just When did this happen? Uh, uh, I guess it would have been uh, – actually, I have a screenshot of it. So it would have been – I could actually tell you what day I screenshot it. Give me the date because I got a little bomb to throw your way. All right. But I guess my, my point was like, um, you know, that would be that would be like if uh, Stanley Kubrick said. Yes. Uh, false Flag Odyssey. Right. You know, or, or exactly. Or, yeah. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure. Hey, hey, everyone, go check out Room 237. This is interesting. Right. <laughs> you, you know? Do you have that date? Um, I'm looking, motherfucker. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of sh- I got a I got a lot of notes here. This is this is a little nugget that probably puts this in the. Uh, didn't remember Prince had the black album. Was that Prince? Sure. He had the black album. It was it was it was like the dirty, nasty album. I, I, it was couldn't I be released. Okay. But whatever. But this is like a little nugget that could never be um, shared with the public. But because uh, if that date is about a month ago, right? Someone I work with related to me that she that this person was adopted, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes, I was adopted. Okay, why were you adopted? Well, um, my father um, was a was put away in jail for murder. Okay, she goes. Do you know who Chuck Palahniuk is? I go. Yeah. She goes. My father killed Chuck Palahniuk's father. Oh. I go, what? <laughs> she goes, well, yeah, my father was, my father killed Chuck Polinick, the author's father, and my mother uh, put me up for adoption because it was just, because, you know, she couldn't handle it. She was on her own. And yeah, that's my father. Ugh. And I'm sitting there drinking drinks with her after work. And just like my brain is just like exploding, and I, I don't even know how to even like. There's really no like. There's no like substance to my brain exploding, but there's there's that thing that just my brain trying to make connections, right? Of what does this mean? What what the fuck does this mean and then of course i get home and i get high and i go of course she was fucking with me because she knows i'm this weirdo into sync and you know i flip the script and i try to find every reason to believe that it's not true but no it's true so it would be very interesting to know if chuck palinick posted that the same day that i found out that he posted it january 6th i found it that's like that's like about that's like 
literally like nine days after I learned that. So whatever. That I mean, to me, that's just you know. But check. I sent you structure. Yeah, I sent you the link to it because I kept I captured the what do you call that permalink. Mm-hmm. Um, January sixth, he writes. You can thank me later. Thirteen thousand. 685 people like it, 6,345 shares. And I bet you if they hadn't blown up the server, there would have been a lot more than this. Because like I said, if you look through this, most of these things say, uh, uh, apparently the website isn't real either. Oh, can't open this website. What is this? Is this a joke? You know, whatever. Like, so, I mean, you know, what, well, like, can you, so again, like, you know, if Stanley Kubrick, climbs out of the grave tomorrow and says, you got to check out syncbook.com and blows up my fucking server. That's a, I assume, a good problem to have. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fantastic problem. <laughs> right. If you're an Alan Green. Right. Um, but the one, that's, that's fucking, like, I feel like that's huge. That's, that to that, me was a, a moment. That was a, yeah, that's a, that was, to me was a huge moment. It's a uh, legitimacy issue. It's a saying... Listen, it's what you were saying to John on uh, Pentimental. The authority. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what I was saying. I love that you listen, Alan Green. <laughs> <laughs> what am I here for? <laughs> yeah, it's just authority. It's just. It's just getting. That critical mass, that Pied Piper, and the critical mass will just turn their nose and their eyes and their ears and their brain, and they'll go, that's cool. Give me more. I felt a cool factor there. I want to feel that cool factor again. Speaking of which, it was really nice to hear the two of you talking, because I don't know that you guys ever had... I don't... I think... You 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 two never had any real interaction while no. while we were doing always record, um, and you know I I sort of there's a if if this goes out and John's listening, I'll say this: um, there were a number of factors why I asked John to join us, but there's one reason that was actually because of you when you started. You had the idea for always record was the idea of um, that we were sort of like, at least, you know, nowhere near that level, but that you it was sort of inspired by the trialogues, right? Yes. McKenna, Sheldrake, Abraham. Mm-hmm. But I realized we never really had an Abraham. Wow, nice. So McGuire, McGuire sort of struck me as filling that role. So that's how I think of him. Yeah, or, or that was, or at least you know how I thought of, like, one one of the real reasons uh, to sort of throw that out there. What I love about John is that he allows his knowledge in that area to flow naturally. He doesn't wear it like a badge. Yeah. So when he drops the nugget to Fulton on this last episode of how Pulver works with that, <laughs> yeah, one dude. Mm-hmm. And he drops it just so matter-of-factly because it was like – it was not like he trumpeted it like 
I don't know. There was just something about that moment, and I almost felt like Fulton's brain exploded. <laughs> right, right. Like, I felt like Fulton probably was like, I've been set up. What's going on here? Right. You're telling me the guy who talks about reverse images and Stanley Kubrick is, 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 is like at the right-hand seat of this <laughs> dude who's into, like, the higher math, you know. And it was just like... It was just uh, the way he just glided into it and just matter-of-factly just depicted what was what. And it was just like, it was tasty, man. Yeah. Yeah, I've, that was a really magical moment for me. Yeah. Uh, also listening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so good, so good. Um, and I... And, <laughs> And, and talking to John at the end of our interview, we, we continued on for just like about 15 minutes or whatever. Um, but there is a unspoken tone that I try, I've been trying and trying and tried to and tried to erode when we're recording, right? Like, um, when you know you're on. Yeah, 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 of course. No, I I get it, man. Yeah, for real. And that's what we're all trying to do is because we want to get those moments out where, where the, oh, and this, oh, this could dovetail in some good shit, but like where, where, where the, where the, the media is on, but we are off, meaning that part of our brain is off and it's just the flow is just liquid and then the thing happens and you look back and you it's still shining in your midst you know what i mean like like you got there and um and it's not forced and it just it's just it's as pure as just a daydream or a thought and and so we got to have that like 15 minutes afterwards where it was more natural and and the machine wasn't there and it's sort of like Bowman and Poole in the little pod, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They finally had some moments to, like, just be like, oh, shit, man. Because how many times have they gone into the pod? That's the thing, right? <laughs> how, how much pod time did Bowman and Poole have? A lot of pod time in two years, right? You think they went in there together often? I... They had to have two years, you know, like they know that Hal is everywhere. Hal is not just the little red eye. Hal is the entire ship. Hal hears everything. Hal knows everything. Right. Their unconsciousness is being recorded. The only time where their unconsciousness is free is he either when they're they're sleeping or when they're, you know? And that's that's ooh, that's interesting because yeah, like so uh, we do get to see uh, Haywood Floyd use the bathroom, mm-hmm. but we never get to see uh, Bowman or Poole in the bathroom. No, right? The closest we get is uh, Poole in the suntan bed, mm-hmm. and it seems like where. Bowman is constantly aware and on guard that he's always being watched. Poole is like 
trying with all his might to pretend like it's or like to look I just want some fucking privacy you know Hal's like happy birthday Frank and he's like lower please like can you just <laughs> can you just I'm trying to fucking lay here <laughs> I'm in my fucking underoos you have to be here also because like I said he's probably like while he's taking a shit it's like that was quite a bowel movement, Frank. <laughs> Perhaps we need to decrease the protein levels in your supplements. <laughs> Hallen Green. <laughs> He's like, more toilet paper, Hal. <laughs> Can you just go away? Give me five fucking minutes. Just five fucking minutes, man. How do you whack off on Discovery One? Right. See, I always thought that it was implied that you know, if you're gonna send people on that kind of trip, they either have to be homosexual or they have to be hermetic, Abramalan type dudes. It's um, it's Planet of the Apes. In Planet of the Apes, they have a female scientist on board, which they state in no uncertain terms was there to fuck. They were the honey perfect. Yeah, like you know, Charlton Heston goes, <laughs> she was supposed to be our Eve. You know, really? Yeah, that's in the movie. I haven't seen it in years. Oh, come on, you need to listen. <laughs> Do you think I'm kidding? Listen to me. If you take here's if I if I ever like if like uh, I I actually had a dream one night where I saw it so clearly. So you know that movie, uh, the with the the spaceship goes through at the very beginning. You, same landscape. He goes through a, a wormhole and then lands exactly in the same landscape as the end of two thousand one. So if you kind of, I actually pictured in my mind, and one day I'm going to make a video, one day I'm going to be a fucking millionaire, I'm going to make, I'm going to put this edit together, put it on a 24-hour loop at, you know, the Museum of Modern Art and whatever. The movies create a valis loop, for, for lack of a better term. I love that. Beautiful. Like, well if one ends with a Stargate and... The crater and uh, I think it's Crater Lake or whatever it is. The other, so okay, two thousand one. You have it begins with monkeys, and then ends Stargate Crater Lake, and then you go switch over to uh, uh, Planet of the Apes. You have Stargate Crater Lake and then monkeys. Okay, kind of imagine that in a loop like that. And there's there's actually parts where I think it overlaps more than just those beginning end sequences, but uh, it's pretty explicit actually. Um, Do you know what the population of the apes were in that little world? I'm sorry, in which which apes? Planet of the Apes. Okay, uh, like the numbers, like how many yeah. there were. You know, they don't. They never show it as being that big. Two thousand and one apes. Well, get the fuck out of here. Let's I'm joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's say. 
cocksucker. It might be right. I don't know. Good guess. It's a good guess. It's a really good guess. There's 2,000 apes and Dr. Zayas. That's right. But, uh... Yeah, Charlton Heston, listen, he plays um, an awesome fucking douchebag, like a sexist, you know, Char- he plays, he's Charlton Heston. He's like, eh, fuck everybody. And like when they're burying, so like the, the plane crashes and the woman dies, she was hermetically sealed. Um, she was like, just like uh, the Discovery has some of the passengers sleeping. She was sleeping. And... Uh, they crash, she dies, and they're and they're standing there going like, Well now that she's dead, he's like, Well, listen, we're we're done. Like It's over. Like, man, we no matter what we can accomplish here, we're not reproducing. That was the whole point of, like he basically said Checkmate. Right. That was the point of bringing her along. Dude. She's dead. Okay, continue. So he just basically says, so the mission's over. I'm just going to go out and see what the fuck I can do. You guys have fun worrying about your mission. The mission's over. We're not reproducing. We're done. No Eve. No Eve. And then he finds some girl, and he's like, boom, pussy. All right, I'm good. (laughs) That's right. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I flew <laughs> I flew 2000 years in the future just to find a good way. Yeah. Little primate girl, you'll do. Does he does he hit that in the movie? Oh, clearly, yeah. Clearly. Did you see the video of the orangutan that makes the human vowel sounds? No. Her name is Tilda, which I find insulting. Okay. But um it is a stretch, but I imagine if you've been around a lot of orangutans for a long time, right? Um and you're used to their usual noises, which I imagine are like screeches and like it's it, you, you YouTube it. Tilda uh orangutan human voice. It's interesting. But essentially, there's there's a, there's an imitation thing going on there, but but there's an imitation thing, but then the backwards ladder is is that the, it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, there's a simulation going on. You're giving them something that they don't have, and they can simulate it. But the backwards ladder is that that their biological uh, structure is capable of emoting or or, or emitting certain sounds that are seemingly close to human sounds sure and and you know I... which seemingly to me to me is like you know if you want to go to that, like that er language that ersprecht or that 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 you know the guttural speak of what they theorize you know like early humans sounded like it's probably it's probably real close right probably but but also so, uh, let's take, if we take the classic evolution story on its uh, face value, right? Mm-hmm. That, it all goes down to that. Right, so then we have to develop that. It's like, okay, 
language without the monolith. It's like uh, building a spaceship from scratch. It's the, you know, the jumping Jesus thing. The jumping Jesus thing. Uh, Robert Anton Wilson talks about jumping. It's basically a single. It's like it takes 2000 years, you know, for this to happen. Okay. And then it takes maybe 200 years to make another leap forward. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it takes 50 years, maybe it takes 10 years, five years, blah, 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 right? Yeah. It's that sort of thing. He, he calls it jumping Jesus. Anyway, um, you have to build up the momentum. If you're doing it from scratch, you start with grunting and you work your way up to Shakespeare, right? It's like me picking up a, a, a six-string acoustic guitar, hammering out some strumming, and then 2,000 years later, chords, blah, blah, blah. Right. You, you don't pick up the guitar and just, you know... Wail. Right. Um, you know, if you... But, so here's the thing. If you, right, if you drop a piano... Let's even not even take up the invention of the damn thing. You drop a piano into the Dawn of Man scene from 2001 A Space Odyssey. How long does it take them to get to Mozart, let's say, right? Um... But side side note, why don't they have bongos and violins uh, and shit in zoos? It's a damn good question, right? I mean, you know, I it's got to be a hell of a lot better than the country bear jamboree. Yes. <laughs> fuck, fuck, trying to talk human, just jam out. Yeah. Drum circles. Are, can you imagine going to the zoo and seeing a chimpanzee drum circle? Pretty fucking cool. Maybe. I think I'd go there once a week. <laughs> <laughs> go down to the park. They got better pot. Um, <laughs> Are you high right now? I'm not, actually, no. I'm about to smoke. Please, smoke one for me. I just got some uh, OG Kush. That's my, uh, that's my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> so... Continue. All right, so... You said even you give you give them the piano. How long does it take them to develop, you know, comp- complex music? Um, and is that even a fair assessment? Because they could come up with some some other really complex music that we were, we're going to write. You know, like so if you right, you bring the bongos to the zoo and the monkeys just kind of bang on it, and we're like, well, that was a failed experiment. But maybe that's just because we have a, an idea of what music is, right? Okay. But, but anyway, so we get like complex structure. We're comparing it to language. I don't want to make my analogy too, too complex. So we're talking about developing language. If I'm ch- chilling with a chimpanzee and I'm speaking, <laughs> then now it's basically like dropping... In, in this analogy, it's like dropping a monolith there. Because now yes. monkey... It's it's like... It's giving your kid who goes to see Interstellar, giving him the internet. Right? Yes. So, I don't know... Um, we've talked about my, my sister-in-law, who can do a Rubik's Cube in seconds. Right? She, right. But she didn't figure out... No. How to do a Rubik's Cube. She watched a YouTube video and then just kept practicing and doing it faster and faster and faster and faster and faster. So 
one step is the monolith. YouTube, you, in this case, the internet and YouTube being the monolith. And accelerating that learning curve. So I guess what I'm saying is, like, um, if it took us X number of years to develop complex language and music and whatever, and you're saying the orangutan has the same physical capabilities, the question would be, I don't just assume that they have, you know, such unadvanced brains... Because they have a monolith, they have us. If we sat there and trained this monkey how to talk, or is it going back to what you were saying at the beginning of our talk, which is uh, you have the forty-year-old brain? Does the human being have the, you know, two thousand-year-old brain, whereas the monkey has the ten-year-old brain? You get oh, god damn it! God damn it! Right? Because does software trump hardware? Right. Yes, perfect perfect analogy. Because software and hardware, does Jimi Hendrix on a four-string guitar trump Steve Vai on a 10-string bass? Or I, who knows? You know, it's just stupid shit. But like the software is Jimi Hendrix. The hardware is the instrument. Right. And the thing is, is software is something specific to language, right? Hardware is specific to architecture. So Freemasons build architecture. They construct hardware. That's all they do. The majority of what they do is just hardware. Build a hard drive. Make sure that the knowledge is stored somewhere and it can't be destroyed. It's the military. It's the government, right? Then the software is able to exploit that. And And, uh, software software is is language. So reality is what we live in is we don't live in buildings. We don't live in, well, I don't know, something. There's something there, I think. But, you know, t- to be fair, Wilson was on that tip, and the Eighth Circuit model was on that tip, and Leary was on that tip. They all knew that computers were it, that computers were like um, the coming out party of the pineal gland. You know what I mean? It was like, we had uh, extended our arms and legs into uh, airplanes, and we had extended our skin into uh, clothing that can go to the Arctic, and we extended, you know, our tongue into every country. You know, like we'd extended every sensory organism into the farthest depths, right? Um, and they knew that you. the computer was extending something. That was unconscious, right? That the computer was something, it was like the Ubermensch. It was like, it was something capable within us, but impossible to bring into waking life. And the computer had to happen first. And they all recognized this, I think. Because it was born out of the military, right? Sure, it, sure. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, it, where are you going with that? That, that it was born it, in the military? Well, 
the military developed the internet because the whole the whole concept, the germinating seed of the internet for the military was this. All right, we got a grid four by four. There's four squares. Let's say they get enough firepower to destroy the lower fourth quadrant, the entire quadrant, right? Mm-hmm. So it'd be like destroying the south, right? That should, in the non-quantum universe, in a linear way, it would be like a sinkhole, right? And it would damage like arteries in a body, and the whole country of the United States would dissolve. Like if you could, if you could nuke Florida and Georgia off the map, right? In seventeen. 17- 90. That whole project, the United States, done, right? Okay. I don't know. I don't I don't know if I don't know if I agree with that it's a given, but I'm I'm following you. Okay. Drop five atomic bombs on the on the lower three or four states of the United States in 1790 and the whole colonial thing, the whole mm-hmm. declaration of independence, the whole Indian thing probably do. like that whole region. I mean, it it's wasted. It minimizes, it's corrupted, and it's taken over. Or it just goes, I mean, like, it just, it's, it's, it's America is not going to happen. Right? And we think of that because, well, that happened. You're, you're supposing that happens in another time, 1790 United States. But really, you were ignoring where it happens in space, Right? Now, so you blow up. You say, well, now in 2015, the United States is not only the 50 contiguous units, right, North America. It's essentially Canada and Mexico, and it's essentially extended over, you know, the it, globe. Yeah, so it's, if you it's a global up culture. Florida, right. Georgia, and Alabama, all those states just gone, right? It's like nothing, right? Yeah. Okay, so... The internet is a system of communication and information that the military has. And they go, let's say our communication system and our library and our information is all stored in some sort of network Mm -hmm. that extends over eight squares, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we explode 25% of that. You know what? doesn't affect the other 75%. And you go, how is that possible? Because there's causality, right? You cut off the feet of a human being unless you have a team of doctors come in there and cauterize it and say the human – it dies. It bleeds out, right? There's this thing, right? But you get this sort of fractal hologrammatic structure of the power structure. So there's – it's impossible to kill the thing. Yeah, it's so this, slicing a raindrop in half. Now you just yes. have two raindrops. So this is Cthulhu, right? Mm-hmm. This is what people saw. And what no one seems to have figured out is that it's not the hardware of America that is the problem, which is the schools, the government, the police, the states, the borderlines. It's not that. That's not the thing that's holding us back, right? It's not the hardware. Because the hardware is biology. That shit happens on every planet. We always get to this point. What what's different though is the software. Our so our hardware could run any software we wanted to right now. We're capable of running any software, and the thing is, is that uh, Cthulhu 
the, the fucking beast is public opinion. It's a software program. So what is public opinion? It is surveys, demographics, marketing. Those are the fucking uh, needles of Cthulhu, right? And if we... Oh, God, it's all within our fucking power, man. It's not the fucking tasers and the tear gas and the machine guns. It's not. Because if you change the software, all those little armies, they could start doing their thing, but the multitudes would just uh, dissolve them, like bleach or something, right? I the unification. I, how, how high are you? Oh, is that good? <laughs> does it make any sense? Um, <clears throat> it makes sense, but it's also um, I'm not trying to. I'm sorry. Naive. Gonna... <sighs> Limited. Well, well, okay. Removed. Okay, so the idea that the machine guns aren't necessary, I'm I'm with you. The idea You're that... irrelevant. Right. Um. Shoot but, me, shoot everybody. Right, That's it's the, software. It's the idea. So what you're saying is the ideas are bulletproof, right? It's the, oh, it's the, it's. What That's I, what the internet was. We needed a, a media like fish hook to demonstrate it in a way that we knew we were capable of. But it's like, did you know that every single person alive today with DNA is responsible for the internet? Okay. Even if. Okay, but right. So this is where I want to cut you off because, All right. and, and you know, I want I, I want to I want to live in this world where it can dissolve, and I think it's possible. I think that you know we see we see that right now the fact that I was talking to Guillaume today, they are talking about on French television. They are talking about the crisis actor conspiracy theories. Are they really? Yeah, on mainstream French television. That's phenomenal. So, even though I don't necessarily support that theory, I don't. I don't fucking know. I mean, I just in all this stuff, I just fucking like, I throw up my hand. I don't fucking know. Hey, Alan. What? If Charlie Hebdo stepped out of the Wizard of Oz curtain and said, "This was all a joke," yeah. What would you? What would your reaction be? It was a hyperdimensional issue of Charlie Hebdo. They go, do you know what our magazine's about? What we just did. Right. If they if they pull this off and they do that, what do you say? I I get up and applaud at that point. <laughs> Does it make the leaders who went down there and thought it was real sympathetic? Or exposed. I, well, okay. So well, or let me just human. wait. Wait. So if if I may, so people have been using the 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 mainstream. You know, we are Charlie sentiment is using this idea that the ideas are bulletproof. You can you can shoot our cars. You know, our satirists, but but the ideas that they inspired are bulletproof. Except it's kind of a it's a very hollow thing because. Um, so, oh my god, dude. What, 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 Alan. Yeah. Alan. Can I can I finish? Did can I just finish one thought? 
All right. Almost. Give me a rewind of your previous two thoughts and catch me up to speed because I just got hit by a lightning bolt. Oh, go ahead. Drop your lightning bolt. I'm sober. I'll remember. Go ahead. All right. Lenny Bruce. Mm-hmm. At the end of one of his greatest concerts of all time, he, he gets caught in a, a rant or a political rant, and he starts talking about Christ. And he goes, did you know that the time of Jesus Christ, that were people he crucified, there was a popular thing for, um, there was a drug that would put you in a death-like trance. Do you know that bit? That sounds very familiar, yeah. I, I put it, I put that bit on a always record chunk. Okay. Right. I definitely heard it, but. All right, so. Uh, catch me up to what is the, puts you in the death-like. Here's the connection. Mm-hmm. So, Bruce. Going on, he's a he's he is Charlie Hebdo. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. He is the cartoon. Everything. Let me put this way: everything in political satire and humor that is dangerous is Lenny Bruce. Sure. I mean, there's the, he is Crowley is a fucking Lenny Bruce makes Aleister Crowley look like vanilla pudding in his creative output. Because the reach of Lenny Bruce was just astounding. Anyways, here's the point. Lenny Bruce, talking about Christ, being more Christ-like than anyone probably in the 20th century, um, saying that the most, the greatest political act that Christ made was to be crucified and then rise again, right? So the enemy kills him unjustly, but then his spirit comes back without his body and it is bigger than he was alive, right? Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Charlie Hebdo, their greatest satirical joke, the guy, one of the most prominent guys who died was 75, right? What's his name? Kabu? Yeah. Okay. Let's just say, this is France, right? France is New York 300 years from now. Am I wrong? No, I don't know what that. What do you like? France was the center of the world in what seventeen? Oh, okay. So three. You said three hundred years from now, or three hundred years ago, or oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. Right. You were the you were the capital of the world. You were the cosmopolitan center of the world, and you haven't been for three hundred years. Yes. And so how this do is you what reclaim this what throne? New York will look like in three hundred years. I get it. Totally get it. Yes. How do you reclaim the throne? You out 9-11, 9-11. How do you do that? 9-11 might be real. This shit is straight Saturday Night Live. This is Fuck We Got Shot. This is Mad Magazine for the fucking 2015 set. And if you don't get it, you're a chump. This is straight farce. This is TV. This is reality TV. This is satire. This is The Onion for 2015. Y'all got trolled. And if Charlie Hebdo comes out and says that, They'll be like this. If the Muslims don't want to kill us, the rest of the world will. <laughs> <laughs> and if they do that, they are the greatest comedians of all time. Sure. Uh, the greatest. We would have to sit down and bow and say, we thought that New York was great and, and L.A. It like, would make Hollywood look like a dirty diaper. <laughs> right? 
mm-hmm. like a shit-stained diaper. Like it happens once a month. Like, like if that's the thing that they pull on us, if this is the Andy Kaufman like fake wrestling piece de resistance, this is the greatest joke of all time. I I love it. So, I mean, I just need, I mean I I'm just... almost ready to just say, if it's not that, then. W- it should be. It sure. It sh- <laughs> okay. That I can get behind. That I can get behind. It sure should be. It should be. That's how we should remember them. Yeah. This was the joke that saved the world, and that everyone should just send their money to France. I don't know. So, Something like that. So what I wanted to, uh, I just like I said, I just want to throw this out there because I, uh, you know, I don't know how much of this is getting through in America, you know, what kind of sense is here. But I was just, whatever, we had a long conversation about it, I guess it was last night or earlier today. And um, I don't know, Guillaume and I have been working like nonstop on the website. That's your boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what his name means? What does it mean? William, right? It's your William in France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your twin. It's your shadow. Dude, this whole thing is pointing to Hebdo. Hebdo, dude. This is a Saturday night. Not, this is like the opening skit <laughs> to their France Saturday Night Live. And all the fucking young American children learn French because they want to watch that show. <laughs> yeah, okay. So check this out. Let me Think just about that let me shit. drop this cold let me drop the cold shower on it. Is to say that um, what he was getting at was that they were talking about it on mainstream TV. Now, to me, that was a huge leap because I was saying with 9-11, it took years before the mainstream, like before the conspiracy had to be addressed mainstream media, right? Oh, my God. Can you imagine 9-12 reading half the shit that's out there yeah. today? But this is what I'm getting. So I was like, wow, it's so sped up. To me, this was time wave zero. Like we've got a fucking, we've got an uh, an event happens and boom, two hours later we've got conspiracy. We've got the website set up showing that it's a false flag. It's a this that. It's the other thing, right? It's like, it's 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 reporting live from death. Um, Alan, I got a million dollar idea for you. That's the name of my new show, reporting live from death. <laughs> I got a million dollar idea for you. Yeah. All right. So if the internet. So if our brain records everything that ever happens to us, mm-hmm. we can access that through psychedelics and plus knowledge, plus things. Um, the Internet already has preserved the whole thing, right? Everything's there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you build a narrative, right, like a search history. So here's the deal. You, have a, you go to like a museum. You sit in front of a wall and there's a screen, right? And you get slideshows of scrolling photographs whatever it's a internet search run right you with me mm-hmm. all right so so instead of a photograph or a picture or a painting or a movie it's just a square and so you have like and you can read what their per- person's reading because you know you can follow the time you know it's all there's a map there and so you go from 9 12 2001 to 9/11. 2014, right? It's just one constant, um, literal re 
recreation of a possible internet snake, right? And these are Can just certain, okay. Can you see it? Mm-hmm. So there's like a design. So you can program a computer to go back to what was available on the internet on 9-12-2001 and choose certain available pages based on a collection of words, right? Sure, yeah. Like the, I think the technology is possible to build that sort of um, Quetzalcoatl-like <laughs> creation, right? So you go to a museum and there's like, like four rooms – and there's four walls in each room, and each room has a different snake that is possible that one could recreate based on internet rabbit holes. But centered around news concerning 9-11. And I'm saying, you, in what, so like McKenna says, you don't get, uh, you know, single cellular life until three billion years into the process, right? Correct? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things I was getting at before. Sure, yeah. So you don't get like radical video evidenced and blog photograph evidenced nine uh, eleven uh, conspiracy squares until like what two thousand five six. Right, right. Which is like a couple billion years <laughs> in the history <laughs> of the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of what's available. And then once you get to 2015, you have a, you have more, not a bigger percentage of the internet about 9/11 conspiracy, but you have a bigger concrescence, and concrescence is the word of our fucking age, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All about it's not percentage, it's not about money, it's about concrescence. That is a, uh, is completely different concept. Completely different concept. So when you know someone posts like a uh, like a sync bid, um, you know, it it might not have concrescence. It might be stacked with cash, but you know that's the whole thing. You know, the transformer, the the transformer thing, the eighty two minutes. You know. Yeah. Um. If I'm going to be honest with you, I only did it a couple of times, but without very much um, attention, which is – so I start the Transformer at a certain specific time down the road in 2001, not at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but and, – and I present that selection, that recipe like um, – like if you had an ice cream sundae, I'm like giving you the cherry. <laughs> okay. There's but but the cupcake or the sundae is like that picture of um, a motivational poster where there's like the little mountain, but then they show the iceberg underneath the water or something like that. Remember that thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know that meme. So like, there's this unconscious beast which might be like, um, you know, rowboat or you know, <laughs> dick hair. Who knows? Um, what does so what does the wall sound like from the beginning? Like I'm giving you from an hour and 35 minutes. I'm ignoring a whole part of the story. Should I play that album like another cycle before, you know, and watch the whole thing more organically taking in the entire product of Kubrick, right? Okay. But my whole thing is that the Transformer is an eclipse, which is 
represented in the first image of 2001, right? That sure. Truth is an eclipse. It's a uh, out. It's an outering. The the things in your vision are inside you, but when you see an eclipse for the first time, especially if you're a monkey or you're a monkey on mushrooms, there's an outering that you go, whoa, what? <laughs> <laughs> because it only happened to like one monkey <laughs> that you know of so it's a telescopic outering and uh so so there's this unconscious wedge of the transformer that even i'm sort of unconscious to because i'm afraid that it would suck right i'm afraid it's like this uh sanford and son yard sale <laughs> for the first Hour and 32 minutes. It was garbage. Boring garbage. You've never then, tried it. Well, I finally did. Ah, okay. But dig this shit. Dig this shit, Alan Green. I've been riffing on a, a new recipe, a new formula, and it's just blowing me away. And so I'm going to say there's two shadow viewings of a possible sync up from this timing. But they're lost to just hazy drunkenness and doubt. <laughs> so I do this with clarity and with a very specific thing. I go, uh, you know, the formula of the Transformer is uh, 2001 is five minutes and three seconds ahead of the Shining. And then um, that's the visual sync up. And then I choose to play uh, this album by this band Swans called The Seer. First track is Lunacy. So... In my theater, in my living room, turn off the lights, TV, laptop, put the fucking 2001 on, play, and then I press play on this album, and then I know I'm going to press play on The Shining at 5.03. Right? Mm-hmm. So I have the same visual sync up, but I'm syncing it up with the timing that I discovered through the wall. You yes. dig me? Yes, totally dig it. So this is insane. It's reverse engineering... Through straight up piercing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I am on another level now. I'm in a reality that only like <laughs> <laughs> I know for sure there's only like a hundred people who could possibly be running this alchemical experiment based on this mathematical formula. And I'm completely willing for it to just fall on its face and be boring this is the criteria at this point we're in magic right right it would be like turn it off go in the fucking bathroom porn jerk off you know stereotype go out to taco bell get a fucking uh, smoothie and a fucking uh whatever you know what i mean like go fill my brain turn it off right yeah i do the thing i sync it up i press play and alan green man I mean, it's better than I could have ever hoped for. It's like a child that, <laughs> that got released from prison. Or, I mean, it's so good. And, 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 and this is the whole beauty of what I love about it right now. This is so jealous and this is so anti-paranoid. And I'm so happy to find anti-paranoid. Anti-paranoid is loser, right? Anti-paranoid is winner with something to lose. Anti-paranoid is loser. <laughs> it already happened, man. Right, right, right. <laughs> it already happened. Oh, that's cute. Someone's out to get you. Yeah, she trying to ruin my life. There's a Chris Rock routine. Anyways, uh, 
It's beautiful. It's so good. And there's some transitions in there that when you're seeing them visually and then you forget that you're completely sucked into the music and then you have to actually question what the fuck am I listening to? And then you see the visions and then they fucking infect your, you just, it's, it's fucking, it's like, it's like the thing that slices, it's, it's like the buzzsaw that slices Cthulhu's heads off, man. It's the thing I found that defeats the beast, man. And what's wrong with that, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty simple. Uh, We're already doing it, but we're doing it in simulacrums, right? We're doing it in like fake foods. So nutrition, knowledge, organic sink, man. Organic sink. Not bring them the wow. Not the Jake Katza uh, coleslaw, fuckslaw, right? Do not give me coleslaw. Give me fucking, you know, surf and turf baked potato. Three distinct ingredients. Not a salad, not a fucking fractionated firework. Katy Perry. Fuck that. It's, I think I'm correct. I really do on a alchemical level. Yeah, you know, so, um, I guess it, it's right. I think the different different formulas will give you different results, right? So, like, is there a correct? Is there only one correct formula, or is there a different formula for a different? You know, if you're trying to do a a love potion, or you're trying to do a money spell, or a you know whatever. Alan. Yeah. All magical instruments that are. All magical instruments have local applications, right? Mm-hmm. So a wand is a penis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a cup is a vagina. Um, with you so far? Um, what are the other two fucking things? <laughs> Disc is a UFO. It's the unconscious. <laughs> okay, okay. It's usually like, it could also be like a coin, right? If we... A financial. Isn't that the pentacle? Sure, yeah, same. What are the four fucking things? Wands, sword, cups, sword. With... Wands, sword. Cups. Cups. And then pent- it can be, the, the, the circular item can be a coin, a pentacle, or a disc. Depending okay, wands, on the same thing. wands are the penis. Sword is the pen. Mm, okay. If you're right, because sword is intellect. So yes, exactly. Wand is... Organic, it's a tree. Sword is alloys. Right? I'm, 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 I'm with you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the time machine of the element can only go as far back as it's able to. And the wand is the oldest magical instrument of all time. It's a fucking branch. And then you have the cup. Then you have the sword. Then you have the other fucking thing. But it's always you. Ha- every magical instrument has to have a local application because it mirrors a non-local reality. It's included within the memes, right? It's. Did it's- you see? Um, have you seen Jodorowsky's Dune? I've read about it. I have not seen the DVD. I was about to order it. Um, um that it's cat- actually it's actually in Dropbox Forty Two. Is it really? Yeah. Um, 
Why did you call it Dropbox 42? <laughs> uh, Andros came up with that. I don't know. It just had a nice ring to it. <laughs> hey, um, can you extend an olive branch that fucker? Yeah, yeah. I don't... I think I told you. When, when you guys... Or he sort of um, said, I have to block Bill from my Facebook page. I sort of expressed to him that I had noticed you were doing your sort of dance of, you know, poke, poking people, testing out their their sort of sensitivities or just sort of playing a sort of tricksterish game, and um, that I didn't think it was malicious in any way. And um, he said, "That's fine. I have no beef with Bill. I just." I can't be in someone's game right now. I'm trying to, you know, do my thing. I can't. I can't have someone playing a game while I'm trying to have a conversation with someone on my Facebook page. I don't don't understand that at all, (laughs) personally. (laughs) I don't understand that. I if that's what he said, I would literally say I have no idea what he's talking about (laughs) because I'm basically trying to say you're wrong, and I'm basically wanting him to say. You're right. The only resolution of that. Well, wait, wait. Then, then you're not a trickster. You're just playing that. that right. Then you're playing the. That's that's the game. That's the game. <laughs> but yeah. But come on. Says, that's that's not a. But if he goes, he goes. I know what you're doing, asshole. And he, if he says that, listen, Alan. Mm-hmm. He goes. I know what you're doing, asshole. That's an invitation to a conversation. He just cut my dick off or he just cut his dick off he just shut it down he built a wall beautiful awesome it's facebook jesus christ i mean if at least if that conversation happened at the bar there was no wall to cut off i wouldn't have cut it off so it's just it's just it's a radically do you know when I first when I first it's a delicate landed, thing? Yeah, when I first went, the, the 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 sort of proof in the putting of that is not just. I mean, Andros and I have a have a well established history of working together and fighting with each other and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, we can we've we've blown up at each other quite a few times. The when the first night I arrived in Olympia before the Sync Summit, we went to a bar. We were there not like three minutes before we were cursing and screaming at each other. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then That's beautiful. And then, you know, I went outside and smoked a cigarette and he had a drink and it was all fun. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. Right. Because I was like, I'm going to push you further than anyone has I think challenged him. It's a pretty good challenge. It wasn't arbitrary. I didn't just pick nothing. Yeah, but I, straight, I have to admit, if it's straight admit sword magic, then it's like, tell me. Tell no, me no, no, no. But I think so. Actually, um, okay, I actually do understand what he was saying because he also used an expression like he used the expression "wizard duel." <laughs> and, I'm I'm from Chicago. Does he have, did he do that a lot in high school? What wizard duels? I, I doubt it. Or in oh, is Hollywood, that a is thing? That is that is, is that a thing? In from I Chicago? 
No, oh, no, I'm saying oh, that thing no, no, in no. LA. No, that you're trying to like. All right, so maybe I was giving you more credit. <laughs> if you're just that's letting, awesome. Yeah, thank you. If you just want some, if you want someone else to be wrong and you to be right, you're not a wizard. You're an asshole. <laughs> but well, I, was, it, I was in chess. If you boil chess down to how you have to win, I was which giving is you credit what Cooper is saying. If you right. find yourself in a game of chess, you want to win, right? And me and Andras, for whatever reason in our lives, how should I ever know? How, Alan, I saw that movie when I was like 13. How should our paths ever intersect, right? His presence in my 13-year-old brain is so unconscious, right? But his presence in my 38-year-old brain is very conscious. He represents something very shadow and very, uh, like, reality-driven. We're on this collision course. And, um... I thought that he stuck to his guns quite well. I think that makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't have it any other way, right? No, I wouldn't. But I was pushing him. Right, and I guess because I, I want him to be. I want so he does the the singer songwriter thing, right? Mm-hmm. I want him to straight up Lenny Bruce that shit. I think. Oh, you want him to write a song about you? No, I want him <laughs> to. Be, want... Do you know who Mark Marin is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, Andres Jones... Own your chess moves. Tell him this. The new hit from Andres Jones. Green, green man, (laughs) green man, tell him this. Green man, tell him this. Tell him to listen to about 10 episodes of the Mark Marin podcast, okay? You guys, I don't understand how you two are each other's shadow. He wants me to listen to comedy podcasts, and I don't like them. You want me to tell him to listen to comedy listen. podcasts that I'm sure I wouldn't enjoy, because Doug Communicate tried to get this me. mess. Ah, Alright, say it, say it. I'm recording. I'm recording. I'll, Alan. Yeah. It's in the... Do this for me. You tell got it. Andros Jones. Tell him I love him, <laughs> and tell him to do a Mark Maron rip-off podcast. <laughs> Pull in his top 10 celebrities and say, I want to do a makeshift Mark Marin podcast, you and me, and I think he's got 10 celebs that he can choose. I just want to be the 11th guest, okay? I want to listen to all 10, and then I want him to be like a comedy uh, reviewer and be like, so I, uh, after my 10 shows, I'm being reviewed by, I just want to do the review. But he should do it. Communicate that to him. It's genius. <laughs> Does Mark Maron do comedy reviews on his thing? Mark Maron is um, good people, man. I dig his career arc. I saw him on you know, cable TV. I saw him fail. I saw him disappear. I think he's sincere. I think he, he is the closest thing to Lenny Bruce we've got since. But you know what? Lenny, he's Lenny Bruce... Um, He's like, you know, Boston chicken, not KFC and not Popeyes. He's All right, I need I need to I need to bring you back to the point I was trying to make before. All right. All right, Lenny Bruce, bulletproof yes. ideas, right? Yes. So the point that Guillaume was trying to make to me was that everyone is talking. If you watch the news and all around the world, everyone's got an I am Charlie fucking t-shirt and sign and Facebook avatar, and they're all jerking each other off about freedom of speech and all this sort of shit, right? But there is a comedian in France who's a controversial comedian, you might say, 
like a Bunny Bruce, perhaps. He's a controversial comedian. Happens to be a black guy and said on a Facebook post, I think it was, he said, uh, I feel... Um, I feel like I'm a little bit Charlie and a little bit name of the one of the, the shooters, one of the terrorists, right? And what he what he meant apparently was that being a black man in France, you get looked at as if you are an, an enemy or there's something you're a criminal or whatever, right? Does this really happen? Wait, listen, sh- yeah, yes, yes. So listen, so he says on Facebook or whatever, I feel, you know, everyone's saying I am Charlie. He says, I feel like I'm a little bit Charlie because I'm a comedian, but I also feel like a little bit like this guy because of the way people treat me. They arrested the motherfucker. What? Okay, now he's facing prison for supporting terrorism for saying this. Okay? All right, I'll now, man. Now, when I when Guillaume was telling me that they were talking about the um, the conspiracies on TV openly, I said, "Wow, this is such a speed up, right? That's the whole jumping Jesus of conspiracy." I said, "I can't believe we're a few fucking days out from this thing, and they're talking about they're addressing these conspiracies on mainstream TV. That's a huge even again, even though I may not support that particular theory, it's a huge." leap in uh global consciousness it's definitely a shift right it's definitely a shift we have to address this i love it but get this he said yeah they're talking about them and saying that they're proposing making laws against saying that these these conspiracies if you profess this conspiracy theory they're going to arrest you so the idea that the people up there are hey, saying... Hey, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, stop. What, rewind. Give me that law in, like, two sentences. If you profess a conspiracy theory, you can be re- arrested? Yes. Okay, so if 300,000 people marched in front of the Capitol building, and they all chanted a conspiracy theory, the government would have to arrest them all? I suppose so, but I think this is what I was trying to get at before. Is that the law? I, I suppose so. So, you can, can, you can, you can totally hack that software, that law. 300,000 people march on the Capitol, say something conspiratorial, all at the same time, it's like everybody driving 120 miles per hour on the highway at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. And you would have to arrest them all based on the law. If you were if you were a government of your word. Right, right, right. No, I get you. So you would destroy the government. <laughs> <laughs> if everybody sat down in a lotus position and did an hour-long meditation <laughs> and then chanted – the conspiratorial thing. What is? How do you prove someone's conspiratorial? I'm going to kill the president or whatever. If everyone said it, you destroy the entire government, right? Right. You've 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 you're saying you're you cannot. You, you can th- never enforce another law because they go. Well, why didn't you arrest all of us? They go. Well, we didn't have enough resources. 
And they go, well, carry that. That's a complicated one. <laughs> no, um, I get your point, right, because this is, but this has always been the case, right, because if, if this is a special if, circumstance based on luck? If a million people went out tomorrow... Based on numbers? If a million people went out tomorrow and said, we demand uh, George Bush be arrested for 9-11, right? And they surround the White House. Right. A million strong. A million strong. Literally a million people. Yeah, you can't arrest them. But, you know, does that... Okay, a million random strangers or a million professional meditation yogis who can go like four days without water and food. Does that make a difference? (laughs) That's what it's all about, Alan. The army. (laughs) The starmy, dude. What is our starmy? Will Morgan? Dude, I heard that guy interviewed on 42 Minutes. I thought he was the host. What do I know? <laughs> you mean it? You mean it? Are you being serious? That tripped me out. I was like, <laughs> when did Will Morgan leave 42 Minutes? He didn't leave. He, he never told me? I was like, I remember when I left uh, Always Record and they had me back on, but it wasn't like the next show. <laughs> <laughs> I would have heard about that shit. That's what I'm saying. Well, he actually was. I heard Will Morgan had two more kids. He was actually taking a month Pastor off. and Pollux. I heard he was in like a uh, time travel machine and he adopted them fucking Roman twins, man. <laughs> Him and his wife were like, Doug Bowles ain't got nothing on us. <laughs> See, when you hit a level of intoxication, it gets very hard to... I, I need to find a way to join you. We have to meet each other halfway. <laughs> and I'm cross-pollinating. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, you play that Tarantella, all the hounds will start to roar. The boys all go to hell, and then the Cubans hit the floor. They drive along the pipeline, they tangled to their sore. They take apart their nightmares and they leave them by the door. Let me fall out of the window with confetti in my hair. Deal out jacks of better on a blanket by the stairs. I'll tell you all my secrets, but I lie about my past. And send me off to bed forevermore. I guess daisies I have to do Just get me to New Orleans And pay shadows on the pews Turn the spit on that pig And kick the drum and let me down Put my clarinet beneath your bed Till I get back in town Let me fall out of the window With confetti in my hair Deal out jacks or better On a blanket by the stairs I'll tell you all my secrets But I lie so send me off to bed forevermore Just make sure she's all in calico and the color of a doll Wave the flag on Cadillac Day and a skillet on the wall Cut me a switch, oh 
song, write my name on the hood, send me off to another town, then just let me fall out a window with confetti in my hair. Deal now, Jack's a better on a blanket by the stairs. Tell you all my secrets, but I lie about my past. Will you send me off to bed forevermore? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.